Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. Thank you for listening and tuning in. My name is Ray. I got over here, Mike. And I got over on the other Yo. side, Josh. What up? Gentlemen, we just did our pre-three pod. For those it of you that want a, a peek around the curtain to see how the sausage is made, we're, go, we're hitting this one, two. So uh, I want to get this started off strong. Mike, mm. what are you playing lately? Lately, I've been I've been playing a couple of things here. I've been checking out. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch lately with uh with y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. with checking out some of the anniversary stuff. They didn't really do too much um in terms of new modes for it. They just kind of revamped the three v three stuff, which I like a little better because they have like an el- a character elimination. So if you win a round with a character in three v three, you can't your team can't use that character again. I mean, which is I haven't touched yeah, no. it yet, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's fun. Uh, I I don't, I don't play it that much, but it it's kind of fun to check out every now and then. It, it's pretty intense and it, it's pretty fun. So, um, and then but beyond that, I've been I'm still working through Near Automata. Um, I really like that game. I think of the you know story modes. I think of like the stories and games that I've really interacted with this year. I really like this story. I think it I think it tackles some really interesting themes that have really kind of been have been around for a long time in media, but I think yeah. it per, just the presentation of it is really interesting. And it just ha- it just it does a lot of really different things and has a lot of smart things to keep you know keep things fresh. I I'm still kind of pulling through. I don't want to give. I don't even really want to say much about the story, right? Um, but because the more you, the less you know, I think the more you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but the I'm still working through it, and, and there's some things I I do really like there. Uh, I was at a friend's house, and I played the first two hours of it, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed what I played. So that is on my to buy list, definitely. Yeah, I think I caught it on sale a couple weeks ago for around forty bucks. So, I think I'll wait for the sale. Honestly, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, I mean, I th- and I think you'll pl- it'll probably be. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing some more frequent sales on it in, over in the near future. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, and, and I think it's kind of done some things to like with the game like because the core like action because it's like a platinum game so it's kind of like a character action kind of thing but it is it is a little more simplified compared to something like devil may cry for example yeah um your 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 frames of dodge animation i know this are just it's like as opposed to like milliseconds like it is in like uh bloodborne or dark souls <clears throat> Um, it's like you got mm-hmm. two seconds. You, you've got forever in the day to hit that. Dodge oh button. yeah, I mean, and there's is, no punishment it, for hitting it. Yeah, and it, it, that it is it is kind of freeing, uh, yeah. in a way, like because I play a lot of Dark Souls games, so for it to, so for the combat in near to be so, I mean, it definitely just lets you kind of do cool looking stuff, which is kind of nice. Um, but it's, yeah, that game is that game is real cool. Uh, I, I'm. I'm uh, I'm still working through it. I think there's still some kind of big, big shoes to drop in that one. I so. hear it's a long game. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm there's still a lot of. I put like 25 hours in it at least, and I'm still, and there's still a lot of like 
side side stuff to work on, and I don't think I've hit all like the true endings. So there is gotcha. a lot of game there. Um, Excellent. But in the final things I've been playing lately, and what the game I've been really really enjoying lately, I've been playing some Injustice Two. Oh yeah. Um. I kind of impulsively bought it after watching just you know a little bit of. I mean, it wasn't really on my radar at all until, and then I saw that it was out, and then watched a like a giant bomb quick look or something, and then, uh, and I bought it, and I played through the story mode, and I really like that game because I, I really I like I really like fighting games. I like playing I like playing things like Street Fighter and. Mortal Kombat and stuff, but I feel like I've always had, I feel like the one thing I, I don't, I think just specifically, I think Injustice 2, I think really gets, does something for me with fighting games that I really appreciate where I, it, it, the, I mean, there's still like difficulty in executing certain moves and combos for characters and understand, you have to know what they do, but a lot of times when I lose a match, it doesn't feel like I lost because I couldn't throw a fireball when I wanted to. It, it's because I made the wrong play. Yeah. Which, for, for someone who often feels like, it's like, I want to play this game, but it's, I have a hard time just actually like learning the mechanics to like actually do the basics. Like, uh, it's, I think there's still a lot of, I think there's a lot of depth and injustice and like all the, like the, you know, the wake ups and like the combos you can do and stuff. Um, but to have that, I mean, it feels pretty simple to do, like, kind of the basic things you need to win matches beyond, like, easy mode. Um, I mean, it it was it came across very naturally to me, which is yeah. really refreshing. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. It's, I, I can't do the... I don't like Mortal Kombat style games. They're just yeah. not for me. And I'm I, so... Yeah, I, I saw that they. Injustice, though. I saw that they did have a mode. Um, uh, I guess to be clear for anyone who might not know, Injustice Two is a, it's a fighting game, and it's based around like the like the Justice League, DC properties. So like Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and it, it, the the roster of characters is really cool. I mean, you have you get all the headliners you want, and then like Swamp Thing and Doctor Fate. And some dork named Captain Cold. What, why does um, everyone hate on Captain Cold? No, it's, no, it's Captain Cold. there's no way that they have two lamely named cold men in the DC universe. Captain yeah. Cold's kind of cool, in my opinion. Ha! <laughs> the thing about the Flash is the Flash is a lot like Superman, where you have to get kind of crazy if you want to make a supervillain for him. That's why you have Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> Dude, gr and, and Gorilla Grodd's in this game, which is like super I know. cool. He's this gorilla with mind control powers. It's great because you like activate your mind control powers and then you can make Josh, Superman punch him himself. And it's it's great. It feels so cool. And uh, I think all the characters are pretty unique. The supers, I think, sometimes go on a little long, uh, yeah. but they're all really cool looking and it, it's cinematic, like. Um, so having all that, like, that was another reason why I was attracted to this game was just like this. I mean, the story mode, I, I completed at least part of it, I, or I completed like my first kind of run through through it. I think there's some other things I can unlock in it, but, um, 
I mean, it's a really good, like, kind of Justice League-type story, you know. Uh, like, it just has a lot of polish. Like, it's a real—I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's some long cutscenes that are, like, it's actually, like, really interesting. Like, all the voice work is really good. Like, they get, um, like, let me just it, look it, it up here. I mean, because they get, like, the, I mean, because they get, for Batman, they have, um, they have the voice actor who's played him since, uh, um. Uh, Kevin something, I think? Yeah, Kevin Conroy, who's played him that's since, it, uh, it. um. The animated series. Yeah, since the animated series. Uh, like, let me see here. Like, the guy who voiced Cyborg in, uh, Teen Titans, Steve Bloom, uh, or is Green Lantern. Steve Bloom, um, Goku. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and um, Spike Spiegel. So it's a uh, like it's a, it's, it's a, a like yeah, and and Superman is um I think is also the guy from uh, who did like who was in the Justice League cartoon who does his voice. So oh, it's like Tom Daly or something. Yeah, so it was like it as seeing like like it was really cool to have like it just had like the the single player stuff which has a really great polish. Uh, which just, I mean, it's just kind of different scenarios for different fights, but all like it, the production value of it is really great. And then, so there's a huge roster of characters. There's a great single player mode. There's a great kind of multiverse weird kind of challenge mode. That's kind of your ongoing thing. There's lots of other features. There's like with the gear stuff is kind of interesting and unique for a fighting game. So it's as someone who's kind of a who's kind of a rookie to fighting games. I I've had a ton of fun with Injustice. Like it feels really fun. I re I really enjoy that game. And I was actually one thing I wanted to mention too cuz you mentioned you don't like Mortal Kombat like style fighting games. Like there isn't like a block a block button in this game. It's kind of like more Street Fighter where you just hold back for defense. Oh, um thank goodness. But uh <laughs> there is a mode. I think it's like I don't know what that came what they called it, but it's like there's a way you can switch your inputs, so it has like a more Street Fighter kind of like, like quarter circles and half circle style inputs. Really? Yeah, like that's a and that's something you can. It's not on by default, but that's something that is in there. So. Uh, I would investigate if there was yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um. So, uh, I want to go ahead and well, I'm glad you're enjoying Injustice at the very least. Because uh, Overwatch is just doing what it does, and it's just being a good game, mm -hmm. as, as it's been. Poor Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> never forget. Never forget. Yeah, but what have uh, what have you been playing, my friend? So, have you ever heard of this game called Vanquish? I have heard of Vanquish. It came out in like 2010 for the Xbox 360. I bought it in 2010 for the Xbox 360, and... Uh, it got a re-release in Steam, where now it's running at 60 frames per second. That's like the only big deal about it, is that it runs at 60 frames per second. And it looks glorious. Mm -hmm. When this Platinum just knows how to make an action game. Yeah. And it's only it's cheap, too. It's only like 20, 15 bucks or something like that. So I rebought it. I started running at 60 frames per second. I was like, alright, I'm just going to be playing this for a little while. Because mm -hmm. it looks good. So I have... Maybe my nostalgia glasses were on a little too hard. Uh, that game has some control issues. Like, the default... and You can't remap your buttons. That's like 
issue number one. Mm-hmm. If there's a way to do it, I haven't found it in the options menu. So your control scheme is like you have to aim with this button, you have to shoot with this button, and aiming and shooting while dodging slows down time, which is a very important mechanic in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Slows down time so you can make exact shots. Minor quibbles aside, still a great game for 20 bucks. I'm really glad that I got the re-release. It's so rightfully deserved on Steam. Looks phenomenal. There's another important game I want to talk about. Uh, there's a Kickstarter game that just recently came out called Hover Revolt of Gamers. Now, when I say that, Uh-oh. what comes to your mind? Uh-oh. No, what God. comes to your mind when you hear a game called Hover Revolt of Gamers? Oh, God. I don't... Bad things, Ray. Bad things. No, no you mind. have to tell me what you think. Bad things. Okay. All right, so I here's imagine, what it is. I imagine high school, a bunch of nerdy gamers yeah. trying to take over... And killing yeah. all the jocks and being like, "Milady," oh, with the trilby. <laughs> yep. And but then it turns out that one of the people who's like, is someone in your class is making a game, but was talking to someone who works at the school paper about their game, and then, <laughs> and then all hell breaks so, loose. I'm gonna stop bearing the lead. Here's what it is, and I might have some gameplay footage on of it in the background. It's a Jet Set Radio uh, online multiplayer game. That sounds much better than what I was imagining. It's fucking rad. This game is great. It's great. I got nothing else to say about it. It's Jet Set Radio, except you can hover, you can sneak, it's got missions, it's got an actual uh, functional story to it. It's not that great of a story, but it is there. It was a Kickstarter game back in 2014, got funded, it came out like three days ago. I saw a video for it, and the music was bumping. I'm like, what is it? This is a Jet Set Radio fan project? Oh, 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 let me slide on in here and start investigating, and it's great. It's fun. Really, yeah, I'm really checking fun. out some of the, I'm checking out some of the art right now. It looks this look does look like it looks like they kind of got the style like pretty spot on. You oh, said the music's great it, too. It's on point, and the music because Jet Set Radio has like a musical motif, and they got the motif just right. You can buy the soundtrack for like seven bucks too. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, I uh, go check that game out if you got fifteen bucks lying around. But. Oh, 15 bucks for right now because it's a brand new game. They're releasing it at 20% off or something like that. So right now, it, when the game comes out, I they guess they're going to sell it for 18 bucks. Yeah, you can right now buy it for 15 I highly recommend this game. Nice. Um, Real quick, I've got approval. some really hot takes because I missed part of the podcast because, um, you know, little, little program notes. So Sometimes... Babies have to learn how to sleep, and it's not fun, and they cry a lot, and you have to do things. So I was gone for a little bit, and if you hear baby crying in the background, that's also why. Um, Injustice, I'm very interested in the story of the game and the animation and all this stuff at play, but, man, I really don't really that much enjoy playing fighting games. So I'm, like, in this weird, like, I'm. it sounds like they're telling a really cool story and, like, stuff I've seen online with, like, the interactions between the characters and things going on. I'm like... That sounds really good, and then I'm like, I have to play a fighting game, man. Fuck that. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear anything yeah. else, any of the other games we were talking about, so I have no other opinions. Yeah, I can attest up. that Josh used to love fighting games until I repeatedly beat his ass at them. Oof. Yep. With love. Yep. With I mean, love. I think it's a, uh, it's worth a um, I mean, because I was definitely drawn in. I was drawn in by the story, and it's uh, 
I mean, kind of like I was telling Ray earlier, like the cast is really great and it kind of adds like it's a, it's well written, but it's I think all the voice acting is great. Like they didn't cheap out. Like they like I said, they got the guy who got who did Batman in the animated series. They got the guy who did George Newbern, who played Superman in the Justice League cartoon back in like 2000. They got Alan Tudyk. Uh, you know, from uh, Firefly. Uh, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's Wash from Firefly. Yeah, Wash from Firefly. He's Green Arrow. They got Tara Strong, and she, he's like a prolific voice actor, and she's um, uh, she's Harley Quinn. So they they really went over the top with the voice acting, and uh, which it makes all that story mode stuff really great. And and like I was saying, like I don't play a ton of fighting games either, but like this one was really easy to to kind of pick up and and get the mechanics up pretty easily so you know next time you're over come we'll play a couple matches we'll see if you see if you like it because it it's really if it grabs me it's like all like the just like all the mid-match interactions too with like the clash and like kind of what they say before the match starts to each other is all fun like yeah there was really one cool. i saw on the internet between batman and robin and like batman fucking destroys robin i love it i was like yeah man. bat yeah it's great it's into him I, I wanted to bring up, since you just mentioned this A-list cast of, of voice actors, um, let me remind everyone that for the past uh, eight months, we're still in a voice actor strike. And apparently, as I predicted like eight months ago, it hasn't mattered, unfortunately. All the gaming studios are now they're just going to Hollywood voice actors, hiring them, and using their voices. And I think that's shitty, but also... I didn't know what was going to be accomplished by going on strike. Uh, and that, yeah. that just sucks. You know what I mean? Or from a certain perspective, that kind of sucks. Because some of the demands I kind of agreed with, like, full-heartedly, like, where you want to break every... I think it was, like, every four hours, they want a mandatory, like, one-hour break or something like that. Um, I didn't want... I wasn't 100% on board with, like, the royalty compensation package, like... There's a conversation to be had for royalty compensation. I personally thought like the two percent royalties for every game that sells over like a, a couple hundred thousand. I thought that's no 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 corporation is going to agree to that. You're going to have to lower that standard or something. But yeah, as Mike was just pointing out, this all star cast of names you've heard of, I think it's ultimately not mattering, and I I'm curious how that's going to play yeah, out. And a lot of it's a lot of that stuff might have been. Um, might have been recorded beforehand so it, it, it is looking at the news it still seems to be ongoing so um so it will be it has been kind of quiet on that front lately but it will be a kind of interesting thing to kind of keep our eyes on because it's definitely uh, i mean because some of these actors are I'd, definitely i'd, I'd be very sag, interested so. to hear from yeah definitely there's there's no way because a lot of those guys are famous voice actors from television and whatnot so they're they're part of that group and I, you know, i'd be very interested to hear like somebody talk about how game development has actually been impacted in the last um last couple months from that you know what 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 has that really done or or when are we gonna more 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 to the point when are we going to see um the impact of that you know because of the timing of games and whatnot you know when, when are we gonna see that so i'm I'd be curious. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to bring up all this, uh, bring re bring back Evan Justice up that much, but it brought us to a really interesting topic. So, good job, me. 
Oh, uh, actually, I just found out That's a me, news report that was published. Uh, oh nice. dear God, there are there are a handful of companies that are starting to uh, reinitiate negotiations. Uh, Activision, Blindlight, uh, Discovery Films, Disney character actors, uh, Insomniac, WB Games, Take Two, a uh, bunch of others. Those are not insignificant actors to be <laughs> I say actors uh, companies to be coming back to the negotiating table so right obviously mm-hmm. there there must be there must be there's some movement yeah they're, they're feeling it in some way yeah interesting right, so that's that update yeah <laughs> welcome to unscripted gaming <laughs> hot takes <laughs> we'll, we'll mm, get the there from anywhere hey Josh yo what games are you playing? Uh, I have not been playing a lot, actually. Um, for my my personal employment, um, this is my busy time of the year, so it's kind of hard for me to uh, find the time to play games. Um, what, what I have been playing, if I've been playing anything, you know, more Overwatch, more Plunk Bat, obviously. Yes. Um, oh, can I brag? I got the chicken dinner. Chicken oh, did it taste so good? It tastes with mashed potatoes and gravy, son. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Mm. some plunk bat here and there. And uh, I did actually start delving into uh, Inside. I have been playing that a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly how long I've played. Maybe an hour. Um, No, 33 minutes. I lied. (laughs) So not that long. Um, but I, I have de- delved into it a little bit. Um, early impressions. I am interested to see what's going on, but I don't think I like it as much as um, Limbo. Limbo. Yeah, I um, I I I appreciated that game. It just, it, uh, I think I probably mentioned it on an old podcast. I uh. Some of the puzzles at some point become like you instantly like you so you look at it and you're like okay I know what I need to do, but it like solving the pu- it's like like solving the puzzle for me like like the act of solving it wasn't that fun to do. I mean it's, it's I mean obviously it's not like I don't need was, to be like flying around all over the place to do it, but like there's one where I've already I've felt that um you you may or may not remember this there's this one section where. There's a fence and there's dogs and there's boards Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're like, I know exactly what I have to do. It's just a matter of doing this repetitive thing with the right timing. And if you time it wrong, like you're never quite sure what's going to trigger this or that or the other thing to do it. And you're like, yeah, it's more it's more of a chore than it is of a a mental like oh man i got this not to say that those yeah. puzzles aren't there but some of them it's just like i know what i'm doing i just have to do it and it's not like it's not even necessarily like a testament like a really to big story moment or something no it's it not, not a big story moment like but it's also not like oh i'm i'm perfecting my timing or my gameplay it's literally i just have to figure out the routine because the, the the area where it says for this thing to turn around and become violent again is so 
finicky and she's like yeah i just want to get through this section yeah that's and i guess like this is maybe an unfair comparison but it it looked with the puzzle solving in like i I think about the puzzle solving in something like limbo and then i look at something like portal i mean a portal a lot of times i mean they're obviously very different games but like uh, you look at something, you look at a puzzle in Portal and put and put it together pretty quickly. But the act of doing it was really it felt really fun, and was really engaging. And it w- and it just like for Limbo, not like I mean they're obviously like I said they're very different games. It's a very different tone. But it, when I like had that kind of eureka moment, it it, it was n- the puzzles weren't like uh, engage like like they weren't so mechanically like complicated to have like an aha moment like you do in the witness i'm i'm okay with not necessarily having those aha moments mm-hmm. because and i i may i may go a little more in depth in this and in some writing after i'm done because i'm i'm kind of now that i'm talking about it, i'm thinking about a little more and what what my problem is is this game is so much about the atmosphere and the tension and this this overall sense of of rush when you have those moments where you're bashing your head against a puzzle repetitively knowing how to do it just not being able to get the timing down mm-hmm. to the exact minutia you really start to lose all the tension that you built in the 10 minutes leading up to it and you're like oh man i'm in this port i'm in this you know section where i'm running for my life or x y and z and you're just like Oh, I'm not. I don't feel tense anymore because this is the thirteenth time I've done this exact piece, because I just can't get this obnoxious timing like wrangled in. So right, I, I, I think that you know I'm, I'm gonna take some liberties and speak for you here. I think that might be partly why you might not have liked it too, because the, at a few times the game has ruined its own tension by having those be potentially repetitive if you're not like fucking clairvoyant on the timing mm-hmm. but if I, I recall correctly that no oh, i'm sorry go ahead. i was gonna say i still i still want to see it out i still want to write you know i want to get to the end because i'm i am curious about what's going on you know the world that you're in what the why? atmosphere the, and like the creation of that world is really it's very yeah well done. it's great sound, i thought that, i thought it was a great job the again, sound really design oh my god it's incredible it's very creepy some, and evocative it's very yeah cool. well and, the, and just like the sound effects of like him running and him breathing and splashing in water and some of that stuff like that stuff is so good and really yeah yeah grounding See, and, and i'm thinking about this like that stuff really gets you into the game and you're like oh my god and then you hit those sections and you're like Skirt. Fuck. It, it hits the brake so hard. Mm. Skirt, skirt. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so I've been playing a, a little bit here and there. I had, a, I had a, like, one minute to myself, and so I played a little bit of it. I, you know, finally getting into it. We'll see what happens. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, yeah. that's, that's been, about, been about it for me. If I recall correctly, this is, like, one of the very few games that you ended up actually returning via Steam, Mike. It was. I, um... And that, uh, that was my takeaway. Like, well, I guess I won't buy it. Yeah, it just overall. I mean, I, I like appreciated some things I did, but I just didn't. I just didn't really enjoy it. I mean, it was. I I think I think I like. I mean, going back to Limbo, like uh, it was. I, I like. I think I liked Limbo, but I don't know. I was always more of the 
of the artsy Xbox Live Arcade platformer. I was more of yeah. a braid uh, a braid guy. You know, I've, I've never, never played, played braid. braid. I need to give that a shot. It's oh, it's fucked. It's like some of those puzzles. You're like, okay, I think I know what I do. I'm doing. Do. Oh no, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh no. In oh, fact, this is I'm bad. not even sure I know how to play video games. <laughs> the game makes you question your own reality. Um, guys, I, there was a topic that came up the other day, and it was about games being shipped broken, and then then getting reviewed, and then getting re-reviewed. And you, you guys know what I'm talking about. IGN released a review, gave Prey a four. I haven't played Prey, so I can't speak to the actual quality of the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was an interesting topic because I think we have finally, in our section of the video game industry as consumers, we've reached a point where we start asking the question, um, is it okay to release a game broken and then expect it to be shipped? Uh, be expected to be patched later? And that question to me is no that's not acceptable yeah i think um like when i guess like kind of an example i th- that comes to my mind with this is uh y- you take a look at something like overwatch and, yeah. and i think it's a great example of what a game release should look like uh when overwatch released it wasn't i mean it was a uh, it, it was really well optimized for everybody it was pretty it was pretty like there weren't like massive bug problems people were having. It worked for everybody. It was workable. Uh, it was it was pretty sim- it was pretty bare boned on the features end. I mean, everyone was so kind of fresh to that gameplay, so it was you know kind of workable. Um, but it, it like like bug kind of problem wise, it was solid. And since then, they've I mean, if you look at the game from a year ago to where it is now i mean they've new maps new characters server browser competitive custom arcade like all the stuff that they've added like completely like like if this if this is the overwatch that came out like if you if you like look at overwatch now versus overwatch when it came out like it's clearly a better game yeah, and I don't know. I don't think you need to go back and edit a score for it, but I think if that might be one time where I, that might be a time where I'd like can cons- where I mean that's kind of like a positive end of where it might need to be adjusted. Where it's like it was fine before, but just like since I mean it, it's at a certain point it kind of you kind of have to expect it, like with how games are changing these days. Like you, that's kind of baked into like. I get. Well, I don't know. It. I mean, in my personal opinion, in the example of this, Prey, that game released at sixty dollars, and for those of you that don't know, Prey had game-breaking bugs in it, to where your save files would get corrupted, or you would get stuck in a section, and you would beyond your control not be able to move your character anymore, and then your save file would get corrupt, and this got reported by like ten percent of the users. Ew. And I think that's unacceptable. That, that, yeah. That is... See, like, that's kind. Of, that's like what I was saying with the Overwatch launch. Is like, it's it was, like, from that, from like the bug standpoint, it was fine. And they just yeah. have added feature a bunch of features to it and made it a great game, an even better yeah. game. And obviously, like, that's it's easy to say this and to quarterback from here. But like, that's what you should shoot for. 
you shouldn't like it release and you shouldn't like you can't you just you can't release a product for like something that's going to not work for 10 percent of the people who buy it and then fix it eventually and then expect reviewers to cover your ass with a, a updated review score that's yeah. something you shouldn't bank on I mean, a lot of reviewers uh, went the extra mile, apparently, and contacted Bethesda and got their files mm-hmm. fixed. Or they said, you know what, this looks like a good nugget of a game. I'm just going to review based on that. And I think that's shitty in and of itself, in my opinion. You should review what was given, not review what is the, you think the game is going to be. I don't yeah. know. I, I think it's okay to put a note in, like an, an edit and an addendum at the end of an article. Um, yes. Especially because I think there are things like that that might be worthwhile noting. Um, mm-hmm. Or like they, they've told us they have a patch insert for yeah. to fix this issue that we noticed during our playtime. Because you're going to have people who, at various stages of a, a game's life cycle, look up information about it. Um, and it's also not fair, necessarily, to the game developer if they've put a lot of time and effort into trying and make things right and having stuff out there that just says, this game is a broken mess when it's not anymore. I, I'm not necessarily saying that that original score should be stricken. I think that needs to be still um published you know mm-hmm. i can make a, a a european right to be forgotten argument and i think that's stupid like you've got to remember the history of that because right. that may factor into somebody's opinion like yeah they say at the bottom that you know things are fixed but you know they originally thought it was a four so i don't really know that this game is for me or uh, i'm not i'm not sure I think there's a conversation to be had where the game was given the four when it had, when the person that reviewed it on IGN couldn't finish it because the game was broken. Like, the fuck is it given a four then? <laughs> you couldn't finish the goddamn game because yeah, it that's broke. That's pretty generous. Fuck that game. Like, all things considered, um, and I guess like this is gonna sound not not to be pedantic, but this is why. This this kind of debate is why people should read reviews and like I know Metacritic is like a helpful tool, but a lot of times you really should really like actually read a read your reviews. Like make sure you really understand where this reviewer is coming from and giving this mm-hmm. uh giving this um game a four. Like for example, like a Dynasty War a, a Dynasty Warriors game might get a four because this reviewer is sick of playing another fucking Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, but it works. It works fine. It's just another fucking Dynasty Warriors game, versus like somebody giving Prey a four because of like a huge game-breaking glitch. Like, obviously those aren't great scores, but they're different. They're very. They're different. So, understanding where they're coming from, um, I think is going to be important. Uh, and and, and I think uh, in kind of ongoing discussion about it, it kind of so this kind of reminded a lot of this discussion that I've that's been going on. It reminds me of like, uh, like with ongoing games, like with Payday, uh, with how like there, because Steam, I don't know, I don't know how Steam has features where it has like the, like the user reviews where it's like overall reviews, and or like the pres- reviews or recent reviews, which is their are the last thirty days. And I think for like for Payday that has a pretty active community of people who play that game, I think w- especially if it's something you're considering purchasing. 
keeping an eye on that is really interesting. So if like you, overall, you see that it's you know somewhat Are you like you, you know pretty. Pay payday, Mike? No, I think that's what he said. Uh, no, uh, don't put words in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm if, not. You when, said it, not me. When when the overall scores say like you know pretty positive, and then the recent scores are like somewhat negative, that that is at least a good indication of like the ongoing health of a review, of a game, mm-hmm. from from what's going on. I mean, it's not perfect, but that is the nice thing about games in uh, in in 2017 is that like you don't have to just go find a a um. Like a, a day one review of Overwatch to see if you should buy that game or not. You just go to the stuff, like go to the game subreddit, go to the the Steam forums, go to I don't know some other third thing, uh, yeah, and you're, just you're burdened it, with information. And just yeah, and just like you know, ask the question like, hey, how, what's this? I'm thinking about buying this game. Like, give me give me like the state of the union address here. You know where where are things are right now. Like, there's a lot of ways to research like how things are, are going on a game so more and more so than ever it's like not that our re- initial review score is important but i think like it can become outdated in a way you, you mean you can't patch ocarina of time but you can patch like assassin's creed and i think that's and you can patch a lot of these games to make them better and a lot of that a lot of times you, they can get worse so just Use it, utilizing those resources, I think, is key as like a consumer to, um, you know, it, if you're going to buy something, you know, do a little research if you're wondering, if you have questions, and if you see something, you know, ask some questions, and you'll probably get some answers. I, I think it, uh, it also speaks to like, uh, wow, we've gone to a long topic about this. It speaks into a whole thing about like patch culture for single player games where a game ships it's a single player game multiplayer games have all the excuses in the world because they're like balance rebalance whatever uh but if you release a single player game like prey and it's shipping with a known shippable that keeps the player from continuing the game uh how many people in that office at bethesda said well or arcane studios or maybe even bethesda said uh we will ship it and we will just patch it out like a week or two later and everything will be fine as opposed to just delaying it a week or two later i don't know what the process is of like uh delaying like a single player game like that i don't know like is it worth it or not clearly there's enough people that reviewed the game very highly that it was in their benefit but there was enough backlash like for the people that you burned who paid good ass money for your game do you feel like why did you give me this lemon why didn't you fix this before it went out the door and they're like we 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 just fix it later and i feel that's just lazy you know the reason why ocarina time doesn't need in your example the reason why ocarina time doesn't need a post patch is because so long as you have a working n64 and a copy of the game it's gonna work it might have a bug that you have to force yourself to find but for the most part it's going to work 100 percent fine you know it's not you're gonna not gonna run into those save bugs as a matter of fact, uh, I'm, this one is just a needle at Josh, just to remind him. Never forget, Metroid Other M has a game-breaking bug. You knew this was coming! Metroid Other M has a game-breaking bug where if you try to backtrack, the game breaks and you have to ship your memory card to what? Nintendo. 
Yes, so they can hard code a patch into your memory card and ship it back so you can continue playing the game because the Nintendo Wii does not support patching at all. Man. Now, they That's did nuts. release now, you know, they did release revert revisions of pressed discs later on, um yeah, which who cares? which is something that, you know, That's wild. There man. there were patches for games <laughs> that were cart-based. I mean, there are different versions of games because people found bugs and then they re-released the cart with those things fixed. So it's not something that hasn't ever, ha you know, didn't happen until we got patches, but obviously it's yeah. a problem that's gotten a lot worse and we, we you know, we, we need to really hold companies' feet to the fire when they release single-player games that have these kinds of issues because it's just not acceptable because there are still plenty of people who do not have a stable enough internet connection to download massive patches for these games, and, mm -hmm. and it it should not be acceptable for just for the expectation to be like, well, it's okay because we have this day one patch. It's just it's just not. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine someone like and I I realize I'm pulling this card, but I live this experience, so I'm going to pull this card. Can you imagine someone that's like on the deployment and they just want to play like their PS4 Xbone? And uh, they get prey, and then they have that game-breaking glitch, and what are they supposed to do? They're just fucked. Because there's not stable internet connection when you're deployed. Good luck. It's just, I don't know, there's nothing you can do. Go, go play something else. Yep. Can't exactly return an open game, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Let's right. move forward. Sure. Well, some I know some other news that has... Uh, come up recently we actually touched up on it um, has been our uh, I guess the sad news that the uh, IO of oh, yeah. the developers of Hitman 2016 are very uh, kind of abruptly uh, being kind of shopped for sale um, by Square uh, allegedly I guess for you know maybe some disappointing financials on hitman's end or i mean we don't really we're, that's all kind of speculation as to why we don't really know but it's definitely it's not because final fantasy 7's draining them dry of money definitely not that's not true <laughs> how fucking dare you <laughs> anime destroys everything never I, lose the anime hitman I'm, lost the anime <laughs> i'm about to say something i'd rather Gosh. there be more hitman than a Final Fantasy VII remake. Duh. Just go play Final I, Fantasy VII again. You don't mean that. I, I, I mean it. I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> the only reason I know of Final Fantasy VII is because I borrowed your copy. Uh-oh. You know, That's incriminating know evidence. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I watched you and your father... Play Final Fantasy VII for hours. That was my summer in 2005. How dare <laughs> I think I want no, more Hitman than I want Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think you do, too. Okay, so I just looked up the sales charts for Hitman 2016. Um, 380,000 units. Oh, that's... Is that really... Is that, like, is that just UK? I'll show you the chart. Is that like just UK or physical or US? That's North or? America, Europe, and the rest of the world. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hold up. 
That seems low. Oh, this is... Oh, wait, hold on. This is based purely on PS4 sales. Okay. So, that does not include Steam. I was going to say, that's uh, that seems really, really low. Yeah, that that seems like wow. I'm surprised. And maybe that's and because that 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 kind I guess that is kind of goes into what could what could could have been problematic about the whole season release. Because, I mean, this might be referring to like the complete edition of Hitman, and which I mean, because a lot of people probably bought like you know because it's episodic, then maybe they bought the first episode and then complete it from there, or just the first one. Mm. Um, so it is so but that is a i mean this thing didn't this thing's not selling like mario kart or or grand theft auto numbers i mean that's yeah that at the very least we know that so um it i you know i hope uh and and i did see some other i guess in addition to this company this uh, studio kind of being shopped around i saw that that um they did have to make some layoffs a couple uh days ago which is you know sad i hope everyone lands on their feet and you know they've Obviously, there are very, very talented people there, and I hope, I'm sure they'll all land in, in good places. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But you don't, you, you don't want to hear news of people that make that pour their, you know, passion and time into this product that yeah. arguably is really good, and it's like, what did it matter? I I got fired. You know, it, you but know, to be fair, I will in in some defense, you know, a lot of game companies. If, if they're in the transition period after they kind of wrap up on one project and before they start another, you know, sometimes there are those kind of staffing transitions mm-hmm. and them making a public announcement like that is a, is helpful to those who have lost their jobs because I mean, that signals to people like, Hey, this game got really popular and people like, you know, they like the cut of its jib. So knowing that there are people available from that project might be, you know, help those people land, uh, land yeah. on their feet more quickly. But also we'll say, you know, some people have wondered because Square owns Hitman and IO would be broken off. But people were talking about, you know, follow up to Hitman content, more stuff coming out, a, a sequel. Um, there have been some rumors that Square is actually willing to let the, the Hitman IP go with io so all hope for hitman 2017 or hitman 2 or whatever you want to call it are not dead so yeah and you have to think that they were pretty far along with uh with the content for it just because i mean with all of the the maps have been out for um for the original kind of season one for a while so, I mean, there were a couple of other things that they might have been doing, like they've got some ongoing elusive target stuff, but mostly, I, I mean, the engine is there. They might do some refinements and additions. They're probably, like, making new assets for new maps. Um, so, I mean, a lot of that, but a lot of, like, the like the ground-level um, kind of legwork has already been done, so you, I have to imagine that I really was, uh, that was one thing I was kind of, uh, I really would have been excited from was E3 was hearing more about Hitman season two. Uh, Cause I didn't really play much of Hitman last year, but early part of this year is when I really discovered the magic of that game. Um, and, and just how wonderful it is. Um, and so I'm, uh, I, I'm really crossing my fingers that they're able to figure out something here. Cause I mean, it's such a great game. It deserves so much, uh, 
I think it really does. Um, man, I just I would really I really hope they get a chance to put out some more stuff with this, and uh, but uh, we'll have to keep our eye on it and uh, go from there, I suppose. Can I talk about some good news? Yes. So I was looking please, up some. Uh, I was looking up some sales figures because the whole Hitman sales figures thing got my mind percolating. And you're right, you know, it's hard to track the sales figures for a game that had episodic releases because only the people on the inside know where the fall off is, mm-hmm. right? And it might have been like really popular for like season for like season one, episode one, and then the fall off could have been like dramatic from there. I don't know. Well, how much was each season right. for? Was it like twenty bucks? 15 bucks? 15. Oh. Or it was like, I think you bought the initial one for 15 or 20, and then each one after that was 10 or something like that. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I cannot remember. Because I know I bought... Because I'm pretty sure I bought the... I th- oh, I think I just bought it all up front. Yeah. I think I bought it... Yeah, you can buy the season one for like 30 bucks now. Man, that's oh, that's such a good deal. Man, Doom is going for forty bucks right now. Go buy Hitman. It's a great game. Yeah, if you right, I might. Hitman is so oh man, because like that's the thing is like there is so much like you can get so much gameplay out of just one of those maps, like just out of Paris, like you can definitely get thirty bucks out of that, like easy. But I mean, just the all the other mechanics and all the just the crazy shit that happens and. Oh man, I man. That's a good game to stream re- as well. I I really hope they get more. We get more hit, man. Please, I'm crossing my fingers for it. Ray, give me some so good look- news. Yeah, some good news. So I was me. looking at the sales figures, and we were talking about in the pre three cast about Metroid, and I'm bringing back Metroid up because never forget Metroid. We'll never forget in 2015 when Nintendo said we got a new Metroid game for you. Bam! Federation Force slammed their dick on the table. And then the collective. Oh no! That, um, that was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. <clears throat> no, it was even further was back a... than that. Are you sure? I was. Oh wait, no, 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 no you're right. 15, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I keep forgetting that game exists. Sometimes, you know. I forget <laughs> every day. Um, I was looking up the sales figures for Star Fox Zero because that game knows what it did and I still don't forgive it. So that game bombed sales-wise. Even for Nintendo numbers, it only sold uh, 420,000 units worldwide and then it had like a huge drop-off. Metroid Other M sold 1.35 million units worldwide and it had a drop-off and that was considered a failure. So... I'm wondering why Star Fox was getting a little bit more love than the Metroid. It, it makes me, it gives me hope that maybe Nintendo is going to do Metroid right, or they're going to give it a bunch of motion controls and it's going to be a stupid ass game like Star Fox Zero was. That and one. You're gonna... <laughs> uh, that option. <laughs> Door number two, please. And when you fight Ridley, it'll be in the motion control Morph Ball. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Just like when you fight Andros, it's in the Chicken Walker. It's not even in the goddamn Arboing. This is the right. worst timeline. But but what I the good news is it gives me hope because 
the last reboot Metroid game sold better than the last reboot Star Fox game in a earlier time frame. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping this coming announcement in the next week is, is going to be good. I'm excited. I'm getting excited. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all I got for this week. How about you guys? Um, there well. has Computex was this week, and we got some information on um the Intel X series processors that I had talked about a little bit um in the last pod. Um, so these are essentially Xeon processors that have been um worked for desktop use these are for enthusiasts um we have all the way from a four core four thread model to an 18 core 36 thread model gentlemen how much do you think that the 18 core 36 thread model intel core i9 7980xe processor goes for oh god I thought we played this game before. Ray. Like, no, we like didn't, Ray. Games. Shut the fuck up. Ray, Ray what is your bid? What, what? Two grand. Mike? One dollar. <laughs> Actual We're playing retail price rules, is right? $1,999. Mike, you win. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't edit that in for those oh listening. Yeah. Woo. Oh, no. Where's the wheel? Oh, no. Is that a bad thing? You know what the, you know what the shit thing the wheel is? Now? Where, yeah, where is it? The um, shit thing is I, I didn't know this was coming. And yeah, gonna, I still got it wrong. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna hold the microphone. I, I got the little mic the little pen the microphone mic. here. Um so yeah, the, the highest end model is two thousand dollars. The Damn. cheapest one is 242. That's the four core four thread. Um, it weird things are happening. So the bottom two yeah. models they have i fives and ups are based on Kaby Lake architecture, while the ones above that are built on Skylake architecture. Weird stuff. This is gonna this is gonna be a very interesting launch, simply for the fact that there is a huge range in these processors from the four core four thread with 16 PCIe express lanes all the way up to um, the i9s with 18 cores and 36 threads with 44 and up PCIe express lanes all on the same socket so basically every motherboard has to support the entire range the problem with that is there are going to be features because they use also different channels of memory. Some use dual core, some use quad core. So it's like they are making these motherboards have to do way too much. So some features mm -hmm. are not going to work on them based on the processor you have. And having to support all that in the same socket can be a little weird. Also, fun fact, a few months ago, this, 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 uh, image came out and I might have Ray throw it up on the um the the feed here of kind of uh -huh. giving the press a um a preview of what they were going to announce at Computex. Um the highest end processor they had was twelve cores and twenty four threads. Mm 
And that was it. That was the top of the chart. Um, and then about a month or so ago, Ryzen came out and announced that they were going to be launching the Threadripper, a 16-core 32-thread chip. And then weirdly enough, Intel's all of a sudden like, oh, hey, by the way, we've got 14, 16, and 18-core processors. As this if, sounds like a giant dick-swinging contest. Yeah, pretty much they had planned these certain Xeon chips to become desktop processors, and then they're like, oh, shit, they're going to have the highest core count. Um, here's more cores. <laughs> You'll also notice on this chart that almost all the things that were announced previously have their clock speeds, um, their cache numbers, their PCI Express ports, and their total power usage. The ones above that don't, as if like those were added really soon and rushed and don't have all the figures because they haven't had enough time to test them because they're just like, oh no, we have to have a higher number than AMD. The, the only numbers they have are the price. <laughs> That's it. They have no hard stats. They have no clock speeds, no turbo frequencies, no cache numbers, no PCI express lanes, no memory support, or their TDP. They have no information other than the socket, the cores, and the price. <laughs> We're going to no, build a chip. It. It's going to be beautiful. They're pulling the Ubisoft tactic. Yeah. Show well, them, this show them is, nothing. It's going to be the best chip. Believe me. Be believe, believe me. That chip is not good. Grain the chips. Yeah. My chip. So good. Now, the other thing to remember is let's not, not only... Talk, let's, let's struggle to not talk about Trump, yeah. please. Not okay. only are these chips more expensive, you know, they're obviously enthusiast level, but you also have to remember the motherboards that they are on are more expensive than your typical motherboards because of the bigger sockets, because of, um, you know, for the higher-end chips, the amount of stuff that they have to put on to make sure that they can support all the memory that they can um, putting on you know all the all the expansion slots so so these are very very pricey and the f processors fucking huge you, some of the shots that have come out of Computex like these are big honking processors probably double the size of your average um, you know processor that you have so um, regardless it's interesting timing with uh AMD really really making Intel nervous and them putting out these new high level processors. You know, people people are excited for having these really high core count processors, um, but there's some wonky stuff that Intel's doing with making it all the same socket and, you know, AMD coming out with a cheaper alternative here very soon. So fun things happening in hardware land. Speaking of which, uh, I think Mike has a thing for us yes. that he's been wanting to do. And uh, <clears throat> Ray in Editing World keeps Spanish flea. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have gathered you here for... Yeah. We're going to play a game. Okay. And, yep, this goes here. It's a game yeah. that I've decided to call New Egg or Not. Okay. The rules are simple. I'm going to read you the name of a PC part. 
from a real company, and then it, it, the company will be real, and then there'll be a product name. And you need to guess, you need to tell me if the product is real or fake. And if you get the answer, if it's real and you get the answer correct, you have a chance to get some kudos if you can guess what it actually is. And I got the idea for this from putting together my own PC, and I was like, looking at some of this shit I was seeing. It's the only way to describe it. It was like, this shit. can't possibly be real. But it is. A so, real human being could not have looked at like this and said, yes, this is a product name we need to release. But then, if I was thinking about this, it's like, well, I'm marketing to 18-year-old boys who have money, so what else am I going to call it? And it makes perfect sense. So... Get your get your buzzers ready, boys. We're gonna All play right, around of new egg or nah. Are you ready? I I am ready. Once a good unscripted via Josh, we're not prepped for this. All not I knew prepped. is that Mike had this coming. I'm ready. All right. Question. Well, part number one. Okay. The data man, sir. Telegraph. What the fuck? <laughs> real or fake? Um, new egg. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say new egg. Correct. It is a it is a real product. <laughs> the Data Mancer Telegraph. No googling. Don't you dare Google this. Don't Google. I'm Google going Google. to say that it is an external hard drive socket, something that you plug like like a like a 3.5 millimeter thing into, but it's like a USB into your uh, computer. Okay. I'm going simpler. I'm going with it's an SSD. You're both wrong. It's Damn. a mouse that looks like a telegraph. If you look at it, it looks like an old-timey telegraph. Ray, I think I think you need to put a picture of the product if it's real <laughs> after Mike reveals it every time, because this is going to be okay. good. Yeah, alright, uh, I'll do that. It, it looks like like an old timey telegraph. Um, it only costs you about one thousand dollars. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, you know, you. start saving it up for it. You'll get there eventually. I'm not gonna lie, this is a pretty dope looking mouse. But holy shit, a grand! It's okay. Uh, I almost put on. They the I almost put on their twenty two hundred dollar monitor that they put on here. What's worse, that that exists or that someone's going to pay for it? <laughs> That's the magic. I want to know how many they've sold. Question right. two. This is Question two. I don't care how cool looking this is. $1,000 fucking dollars? Are you for real? That better be an actual telegraph. It's not. It's you can actually you can actually go up to a telephone pole, plug it into the telephone pole, and start sending Morse code to Western Union. For a thousand dollars, yeah, and then and, and direct transfer the, the the like your loan payment that you had to take out to buy this mouse. Yep, <laughs> you did, I got a second mortgage for a telegraph mouse. You did what? <laughs> Question two: The Corsair Dark Singer, New Egg or Nah? Corsair no. Dark Singer. Dark Singer, I'm gonna say no. Mm, you you threw me off by throwing a real company in there. Now, mm. yeah, that's why I'm saying no. I'm gonna say New Egg. Nah. Ah. 
Yeah. This is not real. Hail the company the name. Hero. The company name will always be correct. Okay. It's whether so. or not the product. Ooh, that's even trickier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, Data Mancer. That sounded dumb as hell. So that's that's where I'm like, I don't. Oh, know. don't worry. We we've only just begun. <laughs> okay. Question three. The TechNet Hyperbolt. New egg or not? New egg. Yeah, I'm gonna say new egg. You're both correct. It is a yes. real item. Okay, can you say it again? The TechNet Hyperbolt. TechNet Hyperbolt. I'm going to say that it is a network expansion card. So, like, you plug it into your PCI port, and that's how you get Ethernet. I'm gonna say it's a uh, wireless AB adapter, ABN adapter. You're both wrong. God damn it! It's another mouse. Fuck! You're you're a son of a bitch. Heck, <laughs> what you are? I think this one's a little cheaper. It's uh. Oh wait, hold on. Let me make sure I. Let me make sure I can find the right. It's about twenty-three dollars. Technet, what's, what's it called? Technet uh, Hyperbolt. Hyperbolt. Okay, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's just a laser gaming mouse. Yeah. This is a little cheaper than the scary. other one. <laughs> also, I hope Spanish Lee has been playing for about 10 minutes, by the way. Just wondering. Oh, it has. Okay. <laughs> it's still going. Ooh, it's only uh, 12.99 pounds, including tax. It's got ergonomic All right. How's the pound doing? All right. Never mind. Question <laughs> number four. Mercedes K8 Blade Mail. New egg or nah? What the fuck? Mercedes <laughs> K... Say that one more time. Mercedes K8 Blade Mail. Nah. Just to be, just to be different, I'm gonna say new egg. It is a real item. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, I gotta guess. All right, now, now for, now if you can get the kudos, what is it? Uh, it's a case. It's a PC case. I'm gonna say, ooh, shit, I don't know. It's a cooling fan. You're both wrong. It's a keyboard. I swear to God, Damn it. What is with people? That's the nice thing about these product names. They're very informative to what they actually are. This one's not $1,000. It's only like 30 bucks. So hey, it's it a good looking keyboard. Sadie's? How do I spell Sadie's? S-A-D-E-S. Sadie's Blade Mail. Look that up. Man. Alright, next one. Number five. The Logitech Doom Spectrum. I'm gonna say no. Nah. That's, nah. No, Logitech would never be that stupid. That's just they're they're not really good at they usually have like weird like they don't do like product names normally. They're like MP-1259. Yeah, they throw a bunch of numbers at you and just confuse you. 
Good job, guys. That one's fake. You sniff that one out. Good job. All right. Number six. The MSI X994 Godlike. New egg. New egg going <laughs> I... I've seen some dumbass names from MSI before. <laughs> godlike. Oh, and it's called the Godlike. Oh my gosh, that sounds just cringy enough. <laughs> I'm gonna join Josh, New Egg. You're correct! It's New Egg! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's a motherboard. I'm gonna say it's a motherboard. Yes, it is a I'm... motherboard. Yeah, good job. That's what MSI does. That's Godlike gaming carbon. Oh man, that's just oh yeah. wow. Whoa, Guys, some guys, of these are pretty great. It's got, it's got carbon fiber on it. We haven't it's even got, gotten to some of my favorites yet. Just and just it, it has just Godlike written on it. Oh my oh. god, carbon fiber everywhere. Oh All right, oh, number seven, the Turtle Beach Ear Squad Z22s. Yeah, I think that's Wait. real. That's new egg. New egg, yeah. Nah. Damn it's it! Not a real item. That was the really correct good. item. Is the Turtle Beach Ear Force Z22? You know what? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Their headphones. Ear pretty Squad pretty was a throw off. For me. I'd have All believed right. Ear Squad though. Like fuck. I I, I don't put it past them. I almost kind of like Ear Squad better than Ear Force. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's what Somebody tweeted me. Gear Force One. <laughs> Number eight. Vicious. Keep going. I think you guys will get this one. The Razor Death Adder. That's real. That's, That's a mouse. Yeah. I mean, I have one at work. Oh well, New Egg. Good job, guys. <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. I just think that name is really stupid. Death Adder. <laughs> Like, what the who does that? Snakes. Who calls that a mouse? Death who is a snake. who names who names snakes. their mouse after a thing that eats mice? Oh shit! That's a salt. Oh, a <laughs> see, these are the big these are the questions we get into here on New Egg or Nah, man. I'm gonna tweet at Razor now. I never thought about that. With <laughs> hey, <laughs> they send you a free death adder. Number like, nine. You know Number nine. The crucial. Ballistics with an X, tactical. Yeah, that's new egg. That's RAM. That is correct. It is totally like high speed RAM, like 16 gigs of RAM. And it is RAM. Are you? Man. I don't even have to look that one. Just, up. I, 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 I had to put it. that on there just because it's. It's like, what if we the just called it CS? No, you dummy! It has to be with an X. What are you thinking? You child. You're, my favorite like part of unscripted like gaming like, play. Stop it. My favorite right. part of like ballistics crucial is they always put a bunch of heat seeks on the top of their ram. That doesn't do much, if anything. <laughs> guys, guys, can I just tell you, my ram has a unique night-inspired heat spreader, as in K N I G H T. Oh my god. What the Number fuck? ten, <laughs> the Thermal Take Speedo Advance. New egg or not? I'm gonna say nah. The Speedo Advance. Mm -hmm. 
gonna say no because you didn't tell me what wattage that that clearly power supply would be. It's real. Dear God. And it's a <laughs> it's a case. The speedo advance. Yep. Is it just? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Number eleven. We're just gonna keep going here because the horror. My God. The Razor Ornata Chroma Python Edition. New egg or not? I'm gonna say new egg. This one's kind of a trick question because it's not. Because there is no Python edition of the Razor Ornata Chroma. You're a dick. <laughs> I hate everything that just happened. But honestly, oh, fuck, if, I, if I had just if I had just told you yes, would you have believed me? Yeah, I've seen Razor Chrome Edition keyboards. That's, I've seen plenty of them. That's the problem. Yeah, is that is the, the problem here that I'm, I'm trying to get to at the core of New Egg or Not here? Is that the Python edition of something that already sounds stupid is far too plausible? <laughs> it's oh my god, it's staggering. Just like in, in a world where this shouldn't exist, it very well could, and no one would bat an eye. <laughs> All right, our final item: the Corsair Dominator Platinum Edition, New Egg oh my or not? New Egg. That's such a vague title. They make so many products. What is it called? The Platinum Edition what by Corsair? The Corsair Dominator Platinum Edition. What the fuck, what the fuck is a Dominator? New Egg. That's correct. It is a real thing. I just. You I can buy the Platinum Edition head. of something called a Dominator. And for the last kudos, what is it? I'm going to say cooler. I'm going to say keyboard. Incorrect. It's RAM. I think oh, I've in, seen this RAM. In doing, in doing research for for this quiz, I think that, that was the last one I have. I think you guys did pretty well considering how fucked it is out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk gentlemen, about how well you I were. Would, I, I would like to, to, to refer to the new egg link I put in um, our chat here that is the blurb to my RAM, um, you know, T-Force Gaming, elevate your game now with the awesome knight armor style heat spreader and the only four piece heat spreader on the market. It's a, uh, yeah. Wait a minute. What? Computer Wait parts are stupid. Yeah, knight I'm gonna say. Inspired? What does that even mean? I'm gonna say that, like, while putting this together, RAM is by far the stupidest category. Oh yeah. Bad things <laughs> happening. Yeah. RAM is just a nightmare. It's just nightmare fuel. Because RAM, it's like, there's nothing sexy. I mean, RAM, about RAM. So the only you're you never just have gonna to, see like, it. You just have to like come up with like the dumbest, just the dumbest name possible. Like Ripjaw. Like the Corsair Blaze Dragon. X. Save it for the like next quiz. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. It's I can't believe it. But I uh I want to thank you, gentlemen, for playing our first uh, installment of New Egg or Nah. Uh, I also want to give credit to Sarah 
Uh, I, I kind of choose my guinea pig for this quiz and help me figure out that if, if it was devious enough or not. And uh, she said yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure she also did better than you guys. Um, Probably. <laughs> you got you got us good with the Python edition. Yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of a cheap one. I'm, I'll admit that. Uh, well, you know, as enthusiasts that we are, you probably should have known that there was clearly no Python edition of the of the Razor or not a Chroma. Duh. No, you just stop. Um, just stop. But yeah, that's the that's uh. I think that's it for New Egg or Nah. Um, thanks for playing, guys. I think that's it for the podcast. I think, yeah, I th- I think, I think that's, that's it for the podcast because I don't think that there's anything else to talk about after yeah. what, so I, what wanna, just happened. You, you want to make sure you're here for the next episode of New Egg or Nah. You make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and give us a like at Unscripted Gaming. Follow us at Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us in, on your earballs at SoundCloud.com slash Unscripted dash gaming. You can also follow us on all of your podcatchers, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, all of those places. The, you app, can, the app what got talky people. The, yeah, the app what got the talky, talky, shouty people that you like to listen to. You'll find us there. And if you don't, tweet at us, and then I'll tweet back at you and tell you to get on a better fucking podcatcher, you asshole. I mean, um, I'll talk to that company and get us on there, too. That's what I meant to say. I don't know why. If you're on iTunes, hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. iTunes, also give us a rating and a review because that always makes us look better because... It actually does. Yeah, so do it. I dare you. Please do. Do it. I think that's it. But yeah. So Thank th- you very much, gentlemen, for tonight. Yes. It's, it's been a long one. Let's tie one off. And uh, this has been another beautiful episode of Unscripted Gaming. I'm Ray. I'm Josh. You're Josh. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I think, Damn straight. I think I'm going to have to do another one of those guys. I don't know how about you feel, but. Oh, no. bring Just like Josh has his tech minute, go ahead and bring that. I think we could, I think we could bring new, or neg, new Egg or Nah back. What are you doing, Josh? What the fuck are you doing right now? Peace.